Jeff Keighley is so like he's such like abused by Kojima and the fact that Kojima's like you can be in the game but you're not allowed to voice yourself because you wouldn't do a good job <laughs> it's the best part you can be in here but not really just just your skin can be here you know Kojima has like some people's actual skin in his house Welcome to the Potosaurus. I am Timber Taft, your host for today, as well as our co-hosts, uh, Ken and Kyo. How are you two doing today? Hi, Tibimer. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing better than I did when I typed Tibmer. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ken? <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm going to edit the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what I like more: the fact you misspelled your name as Tibimer, or every once in a while when your bot or your bot messes up, and it's like going long today with only with over <laughs> 15 minutes of play time. We're like, oh shit! Oh, oh man! man. Congratulations! <laughs> no, I think it's I. I could probably fix that, but there is some small joy I take from seeing a sudden surge in people liking the tweet from my bot when it goes going long tonight. <laughs> Two minutes of playtime. Oh man! Holy shit! Timber really breaking ground today. <laughs> I mean, if you compare um, it to like how uh, Cap and K does the starting soon, that probably is about as much playtime as he does. Oh <laughs> uh, my god! The bot is a, a work of art, an accidental work of art. What have y'all been up to? I have been obsessively playing Yakuza Like a Dragon and not getting any like the not getting any sleep is unrelated to how much I've been playing it but I have not been sleeping well. Are you sure that but, the two are not related? Well cuz like I would like play it and then be done like you know in like the like you know like at like 10 or 11 I just can't sleep. Well my girlfriend's on overnight shifts like I'm just used to someone else being in the house in bed. So like when I go to bed it's just like like it's cold empty bed and i become sad boy is it at the point where you're actually just like dreaming yakuza like a dragon as well no 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 strange i'm trying to think of what that like what a yakuza themed dream would entail just being Being a lot of randomly (laughs) just being up a bunch of random people it's like ken what um, are you doing here ah whatever let's beat you up Ken, you probably run into this enemy. There's this one enemy in Yakuza 
Um, they're, they are basically very gold looking. They're wearing chains. They're carrying around like a giant, like inflatable raft and they're covered in lube. Yep. And their name is, um, Pornographero. Yep. Pornographero. Yes. I, I see. And that's just, that's one of the more tame ones too. Yep. Oh my God. That's tame. Where the hell does the ceiling go? It it, um, it it rides its ho- its M rating pretty hard. Oh, okay. So there's different character classes in the game, and of course the two female characters have different ones from all the dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones for um, the female characters is Idol, and that one's you know pretty cutesy, whatever. And then they also have bartender, hostess. Then they have one called Night Queen. Night Queen is a dominatrix. One of their moves to um to energize and motivate is to, it shows them walk up to the character during the scene, like flashes their nails, puts like one finger and drags it down to their crotch, and it doesn't show you this because it stops, and then she just grabs their crotch, and they like get a boost of like, confidence and motivation because they go some like through some cock and ball torture, and it's like oh I'm ready to God. go motivated. I don't think the game either they didn't plan for this, so they didn't change the animation, or they did plan for this, so they didn't. One of the two. The female characters can do this move to each other, but it doesn't change the, the hand animation or anything. And they all have a, like a line for it. They're like, "I'm feeling really great now," or something like that. So you don't it's you don't great... see my face or like the camera or anything, but you know that facial structure that uh, the Green Goblin does from Willem Dafoe and just like <laughs> nodding up and down and making that right now. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. I, um, I, I, I want more. <laughs> I, want more. I, I have a lot of side stuff to do. It's not even like the dirty stuff or anything that it's what I'm into. It's just like, it's so unabashedly like it wears exactly what it is on its sleeve. Yeah. It is not hiding anything. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I love this. Yeah. It's like, so it's, it's Japanese Japanese to the max and that's it's the perfect amount of trashy yeah so I I gotta ask like well as of right now do you have like a favorite sub story um oh there's been a couple like there's some like the wholesome ones like I I like the donation one yeah the I got I got the um the forget me that one and I I don't have the same reaction to it everyone else is having because I'm Mm. just like I don't like, because I'm just like, is is this character important? I don't, I don't get it. Hmm. Um, my favorite one was the um, Mr. Masochist and the Dominatrix. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as I met the Dominatrix character, I'm like, oh, we're gonna probably hook her up with someone. And then we like met Mr. Masochist. I'm like, I know these two are gonna be together. I know this is gonna work out like this. <laughs> and it's a great sub story. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I think you. How about you? Shut up, Timber. We're talking. How about you? <laughs> so I did like the the forget me not sub story. That's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorites, if not in the game, if not as of right now, if not of the whole series. Probably my favorite in the series was from Yakuza Zero because of the witch. <laughs> I keep forgetting about her. <laughs> she makes an appearance in this game too, and I I keep on Which... like. Where is she? She's in the, the. Oh, she's uh, just on the wall. Yeah, uh, she's on the wall because the the game has a contract with that particular company. So. 
Did Did you know the person who plays Aerie is played by herself? Yeah. She. Like a, they had like a like a couple of the random like like NPC characters. Like this goes for all of them, I think. Like a lot of mm-hmm. the NPC characters, especially the ones you can date. It was a contest in Japan. Okay. And they won. Like there was like four or five of them, and Aerie was the one that like was the top prize. I'm. I wonder if she ever knew that she was gonna be like one of the most loved characters in the West. <laughs> uh, probably shot up her popularity that much. I swear. Hmm. Timber, you need to play this game. Yeah, you really need to play this game. Uh, I, I'm working on it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll get there. I will play this game, but it it, it takes me a while to get to ga- games, guys. It, it takes a minute. Uh, oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Outer Wilds. It came out in 2019. I played it, I think, s- maybe September of this year. So uh, there was, there September was like a seven of month next year. I'm, I'm going to hold you th- to this. <laughs> September of next year. I'm going to put this down. September 2021. To- <laughs> it's going to be Yachtember. That's going to be the the thing. And I'll play a whop- think- I'll play a whopping one Yakuza game for the whole month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. I think you told me you don't like to buy games ahead of time, but Yakuza Like a Dragon, the Steelbook, is down to thirty five dollars on Amazon for PS four. I do not own one of those. But you you're getting get, a PS five. I don't own one of those PS5. either yet. I don't have it yet. It's not in stock. But then anywhere. the stocks is gonna be there. I don't so, believe so in the games- stocks. Okay, so listen, these games only get like a couple printings. Yeah, that, that's another like thing. They new, only get like three available. or four printings, if that. Like, I'm currently trying to track down copies of Zero Kiwami and Kiwami 2, and they're like, Kiwami 2 is like 40 bucks. It's yeah. it's from several years ago. Like, I had to look go on eBay for a copy of Judgment. Just get it, Timber. Yeah, just get yeah, it. Yeah, but if I get, if I'll, I'll get it when I get a PS5. But... Which, which is whenever the PS5s are in stock. Why don't you just have a game ready to go? Because why would I buy a game that I can't play? Because then you'll have it, and then when you have it, you're like, okay, I got a game, now I can start it, and it's a Steelbook edition. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to get the greatest hit ones, and I don't know if those look If nice. it's even... If it if even makes even it to like, greatest hit. It might, yeah. it might not, but uh, uh, the, the sales as a, of it... Might get like, I it. can't even find the greatest hits versions of Zero, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2. Wow. That's, that's how hard they are to find. That's very interesting. <laughs> like, I could not, like, Judgment didn't get a greatest hits, and I can't, I like, I took yeah, forever to find it. Yeah, Judgment, I, I couldn't understand with Judgment why it did not get a greatest hits because of the controversy that involved it. Even though they they fixed it in the West, they they still had was like, well, we shouldn't, just in case someone unha- unhacks what we did. So, and I could just get it on Steam, you know. You could then buy it on Steam. Why are you still talking? Well, that's not the Steel Book. You've given me a reason to uh, to then get the Steel Book. <laughs> think the strategy and buy it. <laughs> then buy it on Steam, and there you go. Just yeah, in case so, you don't so get can, a PS5, so, so I can buy. If I go the Steam route, I can buy it in October at a severe discount. If you want, how about you do this? I'll make you feel better. You buy me it on Steam so I can replay it. And then you can buy it for Yachttember next year for yourself. Hmm. 
tempting. It's a very tempting idea. I, you know, I can't, I can't wait to give to give Kill a second copy of Like a Dragon. Dude, if the Xbox copy didn't shoot back up to fifty, I was about to rebuy it yeah. so I could play it again. <laughs> I was thinking about getting the Xbox version as well. Like, I don't usually rebuy new games on multiple consoles. Can you imagine that if games said, were sold with this idea of, like, single use? Like, okay, you played through all of Yakuza like a dragon. You want to play it again, you're going to buy it again. But last hit on the final boss, the game deletes itself from yep. existence. <laughs> there, I think there have been games that, like that. that, that like, that's near. That's near Automata. <laughs> that is some Yokotaro level bullshit. Pay $10 to unlock the game you just played and play it again. There was a game, though, like, after you you um, finish it or after you played it, it, you could no longer play it again. Can't remember what it was. Uh, is it the zombie one where you were, like, you had to make a choice and your choice was consistent forever? It was, like, a Flash game. Or are you thinking of, like, a, a, real, mm. a real-ass game? A real-ass game? <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Yeah, because I remember that was the thing with the... The one I was thinking about, it was basically a choose-your-own-adventure... And in order to basically lock people from being able to look up solutions or have regret on the choices they made, it's like, yeah, after you beat the game, the ending you got, that's it. You can't, like, reload the game. You can't go back to the start. There are people who figured out how to break it and make it happen, but it is deliberately difficult to do so. There was a game called The Flock. This isn't the one I'm thinking of, but, like, there were only... Oh, yeah. I remember The Flock. There were two. 200 million player deaths and after that many people died the game was over and it cost money i don't think that was it but there was a game where like you had one life oh i think it was called one life it's a multiplayer fps that locks you out when you forever when you die well i still haven't played it yet so i still have a chance to to win For what, one life yeah I think it's, this was five years ago. It's probably no longer available anymore. Migration it is was, completed. Was... Okay, this is not the same thing. <laughs> Let, let's let's just say this much. Going back to Yakuza for a bit here. I've been debating on buying the extra classes. And that's how much this game I got did. me. I did. Because I'm like, well, I got it for like 40 bucks. And I got like, you know, something with it. I forgot what the Daiichi stuff gave me. And then... I was like, you know what? I, I hadn't spent the whole 60. I kind of want some more classes, and I bought them. I haven't used them yet, but I was told, like, the Matriarch one was pretty good. Yeah. It seems like that. Just on paper, just reading it, I was like, oh, that seems really good, actually. And since I, yeah, like, I didn't pay the full price, I'm like, I don't mind this. Yeah. I don't mind buying it. It's it's kind of <laughs> shitty that they locked it to that, but. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the costumes either, because I really do like Ono Michio, so. And that's. Ono Michio. Oh no! I like the callback to that. So it's it that, that his whole catchphrase is "Oh no!" So I like recoiled and cringed the whole time I saw it, though, to be honest, because I'm just like, "There's just fucking everything I had to deal with in Japan." Yep, yep. Hey, I was one of those. I was one of those characters. So that's what you were. Yeah. So that that was my my everyday life during the summer. So after you guys left, I had to do that because I needed money. Were you like the um? Were you like the local mascot? Was that what it was, or was it for a store? No, I was the local mascot. I was uh, Z- Zamarin. That was that was the whole 
the uh, the character's name. I was for the Tom town of Zama, and I I went to all the old bones. It's hot as fuck, <laughs> and you could only be in that suit twenty minutes at a time. Otherwise, you overheat and probably pass out. And all the kids are little punks because they wouldn't want to play sumo with you. But yeah, I was one of those those mascots. So I understand. But and I had a whole lot of fun with the the Ono Michio side quest. That was another one of my favorites ones because that was one of my favorites in uh, six. And hmm. was, like, I figured that'd be like a nice one callback for people. Yeah, like there's a lot of callbacks. Like John G's whole side story, his whole back story is six yeah I, I was looking at that i'm like i bet if i played six this would be have a lot more oomph behind it you don't need it like i was fine with the character as is but i'm like i bet playing six would have made his story a lot more uh so like when i saw him i was like i swear to god i thought i killed him squared and then <laughs> and then he goes what oh i'm 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 this and i'm like oh okay it makes a whole lot more sense now <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to like I want to start from zero and go up, so I'm going to have to like go from zero back through seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does Judgment take place? Judgment takes place after six. It takes place one year before four, seven. seven. Okay. Poor Timber. He's just like waiting to talk about something he knows. I was actually just trying to comment on the fact that you'd mentioned that the Yakuza games are such an accurate portrayal of Japan that you get flashbacks regularly while playing the game of things you actually saw. Well, like, like especially the towns. Like, I've never been to any of the towns. Well, I've been to um, the real life version of Sotenbori. I've been there, and that's pretty accurate. I kept looking for the Glico Man, but they don't have an actual Glico Man replacement. It's just like another billboard. But like, I like look around. I'm like, I've seen towns like this. I've been to towns like this. A lot of the weird stuff that happens. I'm like, God, this actually this shit does happen. Like it's like even the goofy stuff is a lot more. Uh, realistically portrayal than you'd expect so yeah like like, yeah seven's been a been a blast i am at chapter 10 right now and i just got i think the last playable character yeah there's seven total okay so yeah i I got confused because like the game's like you know recruit like seven playable like you know seven playable whatever i'm like does that mean i'm one or does that mean there are seven more so like I kept expecting like there was one character I'm like you're hopefully gonna be one to even out the the uh, gender ratio a bit and they didn't. Oh yeah, I wish, I wish that we could get someone. She would have made a good knight. She would have made a good knight <laughs> knight queen. It's wild to me that there are seven games in the mainline series. And this series started in 2005. Like, that's a lot of games to happen in roughly 15 years. I mean, it's a lot of time, too. But when you compare it to something like uh, Resident Evil or some of those that stretch all the way back into the 90s, and they're only just cusping the the 7 mark themselves. Well, remember, Resident Evil has 0 through 7 mainline plus 2 Revelations games Mm, plus three gun survivor games these are all still canon so far yeah um in addition to resistance two outbreak games which the outbreak games are semi-canon resistance is not operation raccoon city is not umbrella core question mark 
and then like Gaiden, which is not like they, there's a ton of games in there like to fill out the 20 something years. But if you just look at like number zero through seven alone, it doesn't seem like it. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, it is the 15th year anniversary at the day of recording of the Yakuza series. Is it? Nice. Yes. Look at us. Look at that. You ever thought we'd be here? So, and there's not only just, um, it, there's eight mainline games if you include Zero, so. There are a ton of games in the yeah, Yakuza there, series. There are a shitload of other games in the Yakuza series. There is a Samurai Shogun era game that is. There's a. <laughs> there's the zombie game. There's the two PSP games as well. Um, there's the, what, Feudal Era? No, the Meiji Era game? Yeah, that's that's the one that I was talking about. And that well, was, there's Ishin and Kenzan. Yeah, that was the debut. That was the the console like game for the PS4 that we never got. It was the and the then there's also um there we go. there's also Fist of the North Star, which yep. is technically part of the series, but I mean it's not part of the story, but it's part of the series. Yeah, but this studio. It, they keep busy and it's it's interesting because they use a lot of the they reuse a lot of the same assets and they had to the the kiwami series and zero for example those three games were to a bring the the ps2 games up into hd level games as well as mm-hmm. re reboot the series and like other plot lines that were kind of fickled throughout yeah that everything's no playable sense like zero through seven are all playable in the same console yeah i just realized um so i i heard about this game when it came out uh i believe last year but it didn't really have any fanfare with you guys did you not enjoy judgment i haven't touched it yet so judgment was the first game that was after after sex and I I have it. I played it. It's just different, and it's mostly because you're playing on the other side of the law this time around, because you're a lawyer, you're, mm-hmm. or you're a prosecutor, prosecutioner. So you're playing on that side of the law instead of being the yakuza kind of guy. But it still has the same st- kind of beats and fighting styles as that. It was very interesting when it first came out, but. Like with the series, how this series is probably going to progress, I think they're going to split with every other game being of the, of that timeline, where one's going to be a judgment game and one's going to be the continuation of Kuska's story. I would hope that's what they're going to do because... That would be a good way to keep the old gameplay style yeah. in a mainline series, or like in the series while... Um, giving people like me more RPG stuff because that's the better gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, no, that's exactly it. Because I think if you just changed it back to the regular style with Katsuka, you'll lose all the fans that got in with 7 from that. Mm. A whole lot more compared to the other way around. Because, granted, like for me, I got used to the fighting system. And when we get into our whole spoiler class, I'll I'll talk about it again. But it took a while for me to get into it. Because I had to re, I had to unteach myself of how to play a Yakuza game because of mm-hmm. how how certain fighting styles can do things that wasn't able to be done in the RPG, and I don't mind that. 
I, I'm enjoying my time now so much more now that I, I kind of had to turn my break, brain off for it. But once I, I would like to have that traditional style and they can use judgment for that now. Because as long as we're not going back to Kiryu, because they kind of booked in his story already with six, and I don't. If this bombed, then I could see them going back to Kiryu. But this was selling well regardless in both Japan and, of course, the, the West now because of... It exceeded. It, it looked like it exceeded sales expectations yeah. in Japan. They're like, oh, 300,000. I got like 400 to 500,000. Yeah. So, so it's good. I, I can see them going continue on with Kasuka's story. I want them to do another Judgment story because I, I like having those plot threads. If not, they're probably going to bring him into Kasuka's story. And I kind of don't because of just how different his story was compared to everything else. So, All of Judgment is taking place in Kamurocho, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, the... There's really not much more I can say until you get further in, yeah. <laughs> in Like a Dragon. Yeah, That's all I've been playing. Like Outside of streams, all I've been playing is Like a Dragon. I have zero interest in touching anything else, even now that I've beaten the main story. that's I have nothing else to talk about but Like a Dragon, really. Well, that's yeah, perfect. So, so, Ken, what have you been playing? <laughs> like a dragon. You, Timber. <laughs> Timber, just buy it on Steam right now. That's not going to make me in the I played it crowd right this second. No, yeah, but well, then well, by next time you'll have something interesting to say instead well, of... Oh, wow, dragon. wow. I, I see how this is. <laughs> Anything well, that we'll isn't Yakuza is, is we'll not wait till interesting. Yak -Timber and... and Oh wait, Yachtember and then Yachtember. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, Ken. What is Chemsember right now? Yeah, it's Chemsember right now. I'm supposed to be streaming, but, but with everything going on right now, personally, yeah, I, I get. I, I would like, love to be like, streaming. Oh, I guess there's too much going on. Yeah, I would love to stream because I would love to do a whole a whole stream of the entire series. But now I guess I can just wait to. Yak Yak Timbers, <laughs> <laughs> the official holiday for Yakuza games. Yak Timber, Yak which would uh, make sense because they usually release the new games in October, November ish. So just leading it up to there, that would be would be nice. Yeah, wasn't the last game that you streamed that was kind of like that? Uh, Shenmue. Oh God, <laughs> I should go back and play those. I haven't finished him because I was just so mad because I didn't know. You know any Chinese people? <laughs> My God. You should ask Chinese people about Chinese people. Yeah. Plus, I would like these to play are, Zero. The, these zero are quotes again. from the games. These are quotes from the game. It is not insane. <laughs> Literal phrase. He's like, you should ask Chinese people. And it's just a really bad stereotype of a, of a, of a black guy. Yeah. You should ask Chinese people about Chinese people. You're like, thanks. What's his name? What's the guy's name? <laughs> like, it's like, it's like Chris or something, or Tim, <laughs> Tom Johnson. <laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah, it's, it's like... Tom Johnson. All right, Timber, take a look at this guy. All right. Look at this. This is Tom Johnson. Oh no. He's he's uh, an African American that lives in Japan. He has a girlfriend named Honey Jackson, who looks as stereotypical as they kind of could have gone with this. 
he sells hot dogs right and his stall is called tom's hot dogs he's not just wearing a shirt that says tom's hot dogs for no reason he owns he he owns a place called tom's hot dogs okay and his name is tom johnson (laughs) oh my goodness what was the deal with those kind of glad like was it just because vin diesel wore them that they were just like oh yeah like tiny ass goggles on people's faces is the thing right now um well the game took place in the 80s so i also Mm. think he was trying to be jamaican yeah that's what it's like but he's supposed to be like from new york or something yeah he's from new york because where else are people from in america you're either from new york or you're from los angeles those are the only two places people live in america they're not wrong Uh, Although somehow um, his girlfriend is from Connecticut. <laughs> She's, <laughs> why? Connecticut? She's from Wait, Connecticut. it took so long for me to like process that. Why of all places? Right? They're like, we need a place people aren't typically from. They're like, I don't know, Connecticut? Yeah, no one lives there. Could have said Delaware. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to be accurate, you'd, you'd target Missouri. I think that has like... Uh the 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 fewest people i'm just kidding no you go for like somewhere like arkansas or minnesota well yeah minnesota is the one i was thinking of not missouri okay now now hold on hold on now my brain's completely gone what the hell was i that's not the state what was the state i was thinking of it's it's the really fucking cold one montana montana thank you no one lives there case closed we figured it out except hannah Except Hannah. Hannah was the only product of Montana. Okay, that was a tangent. Where are we? Shenmue, right. No, <laughs> it, it, we're, we're on the topic of you should be buying Yakuza Like a <laughs> I think we were talking about Shenmue. I don't, I don't know how you, you constructed this, this alternate reality of, of me buying Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, but, well... Unlike you two, who've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, I have been playing my own set of video games, some of which I may have even mentioned wanting to play and have since actually played. Um, uh, like, like name dragon. one. Yeah, so I... P- yeah, if it's not Yakuza, what other games are there? I picked up, uh... I picked up Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. How is that? I really enjoy it. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect from it, other than that... It had kind of similar combat mechanics to something like Odin Sphere, and it also had this kind of tacked-on concept of of growing your own rice patties. Um, so, like, it had had sort of a farming mechanic on the side, and that's all I knew about it. And I just wanted to pick it up because I saw from the trailer that it it just seemed like a really compelling premise. You play as uh, basically a shamed goddess who due to her her mistakes and hubris is forced to live with the children of men in the land of demons and so she's basically tasked with rearing these humans in a land that isn't theirs because they can no longer crash over into the realm of mortal men and she's doing it because she's exiled and doesn't really want to so they've given a lot of really interesting backstory for these characters that helps build out interesting archetypes with them none of them are really what you 
necessarily expect them to be especially as mainline characters that you interact with regularly and you really come to enjoy um, the nuances of each character as the story progresses on top of that music's pretty sick it has a very okami vibe to it in terms of like where they went with the melodies and, and everything um, and more than anything what surprised me I, I sat there thinking it would be more like odin sphere mixed with stardew valley the the rice patty mechanic is a lot more focused because instead of being like hey i'm a i'm a, hunk, a hunky dory farmer I, I can farm blueberries and strawberries and I, i'm gonna farm some some uh, wheat tomorrow with the with the rice patty you're just growing rice which sounds like it would be boring but they make it so much more focused that you're really thinking about like where the water levels are is it raining or not because that impacts the crop um meaningfully you have to make sure that you take care of it by by weeding it and by also uh getting rid of pests that get into the garden into the uh patty but even if you um, ignore the the rice patty mechanic which is mostly there to kind of give you some boosts um, before you go into the dungeon sections the dungeon sections really give me almost a dark cloud vibe because you you go into these with kind of a, a laundry list of materials that you can potentially get when you when you enter there as well as certain objectives that the game sets out for what you could accomplish in a given level and as you're exploring they they kind of give you these different uh level mechanics that you get to interact with on top of everything else so like there's one level that's called the the skipping stone caves where the entire premise is that you have to like hit these boulders down the the hillsides uh and you end up coming up with a lot of interesting ways of both breaking open new sections of the dungeon as well as basically creating a lot of environmental kills on the enemies that are in those dungeons just because you're flinging rocks everywhere um what is the ratio of um rice to ruin in the game it's probably 80 ruin 20 rice there there's definitely there's definitely rice there uh and it's definitely like i think and I, I have to say, I've only made it through probably the first uh, three or four dungeons, and those have all been pretty short. So I think the game is comprised with a lot of different areas you end up going to. I think the story evolves. I think the mechanics evolve as well. So, so far, disclaimer, so far in my first two to three hours of playing this, I have only grown rice, but there might be other things. Um, and I've only really had this kind of surface-level experience of of what the combo systems, which are actually surprisingly fleshed out for the actual combat. Um, you have both a scythe as well as, what was it? Yeah, I think you have both a scythe as well as a uh, sickle. Those are your two weapons. And basically the sickle is your quick attacks, your scythe is your um, your strong blows. And you can kind of mix and match between those as well as the directional um, thumb pad to string together pretty good combos against very much mob style combat where it's like 30 enemies come at you and you just um destroy all of them it's fun but it never gets as ridiculous as something like uh a hyrule warriors for example <laughs> with its combat but yeah it's it's super fun I, I that was all like a very 
I think, clinical look at my experience with it. But if you boil it down, I think the characters are really fun. Um, there's a lot of like neat dialogue, and they're they're pretty easy to like. Uh, the combat is enjoyable. The farming simulation is unique, and the music and overall experience makes it feel like almost a nostalgia trip to PlayStation 2 era Golden Age games. Like It really doesn't feel like something that I would normally see coming out in 2020 i highly recommend it i remember seeing there's um this one uh it's like a streamer duo that my that jetpack likes and they one person usually does buttons the other one does like analog and they were doing that game but i never got a chance to stop by and see how they were doing it for that but like i've seen a lot of people they really liked it like you talked a long time so i probably missed this part because my attention span shit how do you like the combat in the game it's okay i ramble like hell um i actually the combat is really fun and it's kind of the the combat is definitely the main draw i would say like even though it's a game called of rice and ruin and it does have the rice mechanic and you can get some enjoyment out of it if that's what you're coming for definitely if you're somebody who's like i'm playing this because i like stardew valley you're gonna have to get used to doing fighting combos that were definitely not at anywhere near that level of complexity in a stardew valley like like the the actual combat in the combat sections is involved it's it's odin sphere it's um maybe not to the level of like devil may cry because we're still in the 2d but definitely castlevania e Hmm. also they have a day and night cycle which actually does impact uh the enemies that you're fighting so they do get stronger at night and the game gives you does it impact the rice as well as the ruin it does yes um the rice tends to well generally you have to like eat food um every day in fact there's a a really interesting mechanic in the game where after a certain amount of time if you've if you've gone too long without stopping and eating the game will eventually go hey you're not going to gain any experience if you don't go back home where your rice patty is and have a meal with your friends right now because you're starving the foods that you eat do end up giving you boosts but even besides that it encourages it because you do tend to get more character development and plot progression at those meal sessions each night. So I think the game is actually more based on how many days have passed in terms of its progression rather mm-hmm. than how many dungeons you've completed. Gotcha. What was the other game you played then? Uh, the other... I, since I haven't played this one, I don't think Ken has played it. Ken, did you play Sakuna at all? Nope. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we're running the opposite problem of when we... nice conversation me yep yeah i'm I'm glad i'm glad that you enjoy that game man yeah sounds sounds fun i'll I'll need to play it one of these days besides that i also played the tiniest sliver of um hyrule warriors age of calamity which was fun and exactly Uh, i've been meaning to play that game but my yakuza just took over my life i haven't even opened it how is it timber uh, it's been enjoyable. So far, I really only got past the first level. It's definitely not the kind of game I can binge, so it's going to be a while before I get through it, just because each time you play a level, it's like a half hour of mowing down thousands of people. It's oh, that's the best part. <laughs> it, it is the best part, but it is it is also like that game is, in essence, almost like Doom in terms of its purpose and presentation like it's very much a power trip where you get a complete sensory overload and after i'm like okay sick 
I'm, I mean, that's I'm, how I'm that's good. how I used to feel about Yakuza when I just grab a traffic cone and beat like three thugs with it. <laughs> Do you know what's been uh, back on Yakuza? You know what's fun is like running around with like your party and just having them absolutely decimate a set of patio furniture. Yeah, yeah, just just run right through. <laughs> The furniture in the game, like, is all destroyed, like, destructible, and like the party follows you. But it was like that was implemented pretty late in development. So you like run like in this area, and like you're like you know stepping around table stuff, and then the party just slams into it, and destroys all this patio furniture, and then they just stand there looking at you, like you know that Mike Wazowski meme of him just yeah. like staring, at you, like just staring all awkwardly. It's just that's what your party does the whole time when you're like running around. When they're not like airboxing and talking about how drunk they are. Yep. So what? Not you, Yeah, not Yakuza though. I don't know. So far, what I've played of it, I found that Impa is shockingly OP. Um, Does she play like the one from Hyrule Warriors or? I didn't really play the original Hyrule Warriors to to any great extent. What should what did she do in the original? Uh, she had a gigantic. Uh, she had like the big knife, like the yeah. gigantic sword. Uh, what does she use as a weapon? No, definitely oh, not. So, so the Impa, this Impa is actually, her model is basically, oh, what the hell was that girl's name? Pookie? Pump, pump, poop, yeah. pa, Papa? Paya? Papa, Paya? Paya. Yeah. Uh, she basically has the same model as Paya, but her moveset is very ninja oriented. It's, you know, they're, okay. so she has, um, basically magic ninja power is where she just shoots like scrolls at people and then like makes mirror replicas of herself in the hundreds that then all go ham on everything around her she's very effective at crowd control where link naruto no jutsu basically she is she is super edgelord naruto um in this game and it's great because she she grows up to be the 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 prune in Breath of the Wild. So, but uh, other than that, I, I really only played like the, the first level of it. It was fun. It was exactly what I expected. I need to play more of it to get to the actual like meat of the the calamity part of Age of Calamity. Because so far, it's just they, been like Hyrule field fighting. Did they release it at fifty, or is it just the the physical version's been hovering at that? No, the physical version's been hovering at that. It went down, like, for for a bit. Because I think I bought mine at 60. It's still 50 on Amazon, but it's not in stock until next year. I want to I play that, so, like, I've been avoiding spoilers for it, but, like, I don't want to spend more than $30 on that game. <laughs> I could just... Like since, just I, since I hadn't played the original Hyrule Warriors, I could justify it, but... And, and I don't want to paint people's opinions of it too too much because I literally, like, I mostly played, I bought both this and Sakuna at the same time. I liked Sakuna a lot more, so that's where mm-hmm. my attention went when I wasn't uh, when I wasn't playing that. And then, on top of that, I eventually went, oh god, I'm behind on editing my video. And that took over, so I, like, haven't played, I, I played basically a grand total of five hours between the two of them. But. That's kind of how like those big Nintendo games come out, though. Like you're gonna get it, and you know that's gonna be the only one in that series for a while. So you're like, there's no reason to rush. Whereas like the other games, you're like, well, this one's actually something new, so I kind of want to play this instead. Like I got um, what is it? I got a bunch of PS4 games from my friend logging me into his PS5, and I like looking at those games. I'm like, I'll get to you because I wanted to try <laughs> out Days Gone finally, and I'm just like, I'll get to you. 
Well, I, I had yeah. that even, like, as part of my purchases, I even picked up um, a handful of games that had been sitting in my wish list for a while. One of them was that uh, Sexy Brutal, just because it's... I've oh, heard would like that. A lot of people said it's very, like, Majora's Masky. Um, I apparently played a whopping 18 minutes of it. It was enjoyable, but again, it's just, like, I have so little time that I'm, like, picking up these new games going, this is great. I want to play more of this. Looks at clock another time, perhaps. <laughs> I've like limited myself to like when a new game comes out, I'm only going to get one that I know I want to play. Like I'll just get the one because especially if it's a Nintendo game, I'll either get it at lunch because I know it's not going to drop in price or if I'm like, it's not going to be hard to find. So I'm not going to bother with it. Like I think I bought Xenoblade when it came out at launch. I'm like it's not going to drop in price. Xenoblade 2 is hard to pr- find it out of print now. So I'll just like buy this now. But then like, like age of calamity i'm like this is never gonna be hard to find but then like anything like i'm gonna play on stream i just buy that whenever my um brain decides i need to order another copy of resident evil which i did (laughs) i did that i bought resident evil for sega saturn which does have different stuff in it and then i bought resident evil 2 on dreamcast which does not have anything different in it. oh god well, I wanted it like, well, I want to get all five Capcom horror ports on Sega systems. I had Code Veronica, the original one. That's it's not a port, but like the that was like that version's only on Dreamcast. I got that. I have Dino Crisis lined up. I bought Resident Evil for Saturn because as exclusive content. I bought RE2. I just need to get a copy of RE3, and that one's fucking expensive. You know, you should definitely do one of those videos that was all the rage like a decade ago where you just take all the different ports and be like, okay, send them side by side. Let's point out the differences. Which of these is the superior port between these three that are identical in every way except, like, this pixel is a little bit blurrier than the other one. For but. RE2, you actually can make a pretty good video about that because the N64 has the most content, but it's the worst looking. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, RE2 did have um, pretty drastic differences between the versions, actually. It's the impossible port that had extra stuff, and then, like, no other port after that used any of that stuff. Hmm. I have so many spider webs in my bedroom, or my, my office room. I'm just now seeing all these spider webs all over the place. You wanted to feel it's- like it was Japan again. No, I didn't have... Well, uh, I had spiders sometimes, but... Mostly in your like, all... entryway, I think you said, but... Oh, yeah, Um, they, when I would walk back and forth, um, like, I'm trying to think, what's an American measurement that I can make that would make sense? It was, like, 10 DVD cases, like, stacked, <laughs> like, you know, top to bottom across, and, like, diagonally, it was probably about 15 um, DVD cases stacked top to bottom, like, you know, like, in a, in a row, not, like, on top of each other, and... Um, that would just be filled with like spider webs from orb weaver spiders. Oof. I mean, no, at least at least they're just orb weavers, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, none of them are venomous. I don't remember if there was any venomous spiders in Japan. They definitely like, they have, have black widows and shit. They definitely have some, but I don't think that they're like city dwelling ones at all. Well, I didn't live in the city. Well, then I, I lived in the mountains, Timber. Right, right. I forgot you were a mountain man. Well, I don't know then. I could have sworn they had something, but... They probably do. Like, I know they have, like, one or two kinds of, like, venomous snakes, so, like... Everything's huge, though. The the thing you have to worry about is the fucking crows, because they're, like, the size of, like, a (laughs) three-year-old child. 
Oh, it's as heavy as one too. I, they're I, big. No, the crows are huge. Before we stray too far from the topic, I just wanted to make one last statement about Sakuna. For anybody planning on buying the game, I ended up going to the local GameStop to pick my physical copy up. up. Just a forewarning when I did that, um, and I asked, hey, do you have Sakuna of Rice and Ruin in stock? They gave me a funny look, and then they said, uh, you know, if it's if it's one of those more niche titles, we probably don't have it. Um like it you know if it's not like a calamity zelda mario we like you're gonna have to look somewhere else it's like oh i see <laughs> sakuna I of rice and ruin the I thing your, is your gamestop employee was just lazy you think so you think they wouldn't have it because it, it struck me odd because it was one of the best selling games of that like stretch of time i think that month it was like There's the peak just under stops dying because they heard that they heard the name Sakuna and they went, "That's not Zelda." <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. is. Well, not only that, like, is that even, the Sakuna Wars game? Yeah, is that the Sakura Wars game? Oh my oh, god! Dubbed by Tite Kubo. Is is it? Is that like um that that dead or alive game with the with the boobies? I, I assume. Did you know what there was a dead or alive movie? <laughs> Sorry, what? Did you know that Dead or Alive had a movie? I I feel like I learned that this year. Was yeah, it just right now? It's a terrible movie. Yeah. You know it's Yakuza really has, has a movie um, as well? I want to watch that. It's done by, um, isn't it Takashi Miike of all people? Yeah. That dude's also done the uh, Ace Attorney movies. Because he's just like, I'll do whatever I want. And like, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I will make 500 movies this year. How? Do not ask me. They will all be on Vine. Well, he did some like he did like a hundred movies in one year. It's like oh, how did you man. find the time? But like, but I guess you know some of them like, you know, were like small projects or like they're like okay, we'll get these guys out next movie. It's in the same set. It's just this time um, they're having sex. All right. We'll use this corner of the room for this movie and this corner of the room for. I mean, they reuse a lot of sets. Have you? <laughs> I mean, Tokusatsu is like really. Really, really famous for doing that. So, mm-hmm. Ken, did you do anything else, or like you and I were just basically on the yakuza? We're, we're on the train. yakuza hype train. You can use that 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 hashtag now. <laughs> the yakuza use hype the, dragon hype train tag to check out my stream on Twitch TV. Yeah. The new, I guess, discourse right now is Twitch remove the blind playthrough disc like tag. Um, for claims of it being ableist, I'm not gonna like give too much of a personal opinion on this because, like, well, I guess for me, it's like whether or not that bl- that blind playthrough tag is there, like whether or not it's considered offensive or ableist. Um, the first playthrough already exists, and no spoilers already exist. Like, it's a lot of like, th- like the same thing can be replaced. Which, yeah, in the event that someone found it, you know, offensive, there were already other ways to approach it. So that's kind of not a big deal. But the big di- like um, discourse from this is actually coming from the visually impaired and blind communities who were not asked for their opinion of this, and it was just kind of done. And then Twitch did nothing to actually benefit the visually impaired and blind communities, like you know, by adding in things like I don't know, text size 
and readable color like more readable colors and other things that actually be useful like you know um because i know they can use text-to-speech for their monitors but there's an actual protocol or something that websites can use and twitch just doesn't implement it which makes which would make screen readers a lot easier for them so like i don't know if you guys even like ran into that i know ken's been doing god knows what well, i don't know if you run into that at all timber or have any thoughts on it uh i i haven't really um i see that they have a closed captions um tag that, that can be used i'm assuming so the thing with that is um it's up to the streamer whether or not they use them mm. because you have to like do nothing i've tried to use them i cannot get my microphone or my voice to be recognized on closed caption because i'm not against them i just can't get it to work i'm probably either mumble too much or i don't know what but i can't ever get them to work i i feel like i don't know it's one of those things that for me at least in my size unless i have people saying hey it be great if you had this i'm not like compelled to implement it because like you said it is it is up to the streamer so it's extra Mm -hmm. legwork on our part to give to people who need it which doesn't really make sense when you think about it as a platform that should be accessible to all people and it's up to the creators whether or not their audience they're reaching their entire audience like that shouldn't really be my job that is the platform's job to make sure I'm that everybody can enjoy the content I put out there. I'm kind of curious why OBS and stuff don't have this as a built-in feature just automatically. Like, maybe I'm just missing it, but, like, I don't think it is. Because everyone I know uses Web Captioner or something. Or, like, there's a Twitch extension that, like, if you're on it, it will, like, read it. But, like, why are these things that are not, like, you know, adding closed captions and, um, you know, um, voice-to-text why are they not just basic functions of software and stuff we already all use? It may come think... into play in the future as it as it grows in popularity. I think mm. with OBS, because it's so modular, they just expect that there's already a plugin out they... there that somebody's already created for that purpose. And it's niche by definition of only really being useful if your goal is to appeal to mm. that subset of audience but i agree that it should be a more universally implemented thing to to broaden that that spectrum to reduce the likelihood that someone's going to go i'm too lazy to make my content digestible for the for the visually or auditorily impaired like Hmm. that's and i mean and also like more people outside of those those um 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 communities use like i use subtitles on everything I watch everything with subtitles on. Yep. To, like, I have, to me, it depends like, like, on the source because like, I'm if it's about, like in English as well. Yeah, like I'm not, like this is on like, everything. I do it for like official broadcasts. Uh, I do not do mm. it when it's like a YouTube auto caption, just because it tends to mangle oh, things. Those are always bad. Yeah, that's kind of like you know how those are always bad and will like misunderstand things. That um, that's how it was when I tried like the few times I tried to use uh the um, web captioner like type stuff i know there's other ones it's just that's the one i remember the name of but like somehow um i it, it heard me say the phrase that like when you get in the sassy little ass with the ulta ulta untimely <laughs> death and i have no idea what it what i said at that time but it read when the in the sassy little ass with the ulta ulta untimely death and i have no idea what i was saying oh uh, that's amazing 
And then when you try and read people's usernames out, it just makes shit up. So it's like, <laughs> it's really hard to get those to work well, especially if you're a mumbler like me. But one of the big things, though, is like they took away this tag and then they still have not added a disabled or like, um, like it's like a disabled tag or like something that would like give more visibility to that. Which you remember, we were saying this before, um, how you said you missed the old community tags where you could like, yeah, kind of tag things a bit better because the tag system is already fucking awful. Like I stream everything at a retro. Um, It says I do arcade shooter platformer metroidvania it just picks all these random tags and, and adds it i only play horror games there's no horror tag yeah like there are other genre tags but there's no horror tag there is a retro tag in a retro category why does the why did there why is there both for that right it's it's redundant i generally don't find the current tagging system very useful anyway like the most Mm -hmm. i'll use the tags for is i will filter for english because i really don't feel like watching a stream that's in a foreign language i don't speak otherwise Mm -hmm. you know what difference does it make to me if it's somebody's first playthrough of of a game or a no spoilers run of a game Mm -hmm. or a casual playthrough of a game like if i don't know you it's whatever um there are there are some like I definitely use it to filter out for speedruns because if I'm not looking to watch a speedrun, I don't want to watch a speedrun usually. Right. Um, I can understand like that because like I don't know how much speedrunners do it, but like definitely for the type of playthrough, that's why I think like casual versus speedrun like those are good useful tags. Um, for community based ones, it's good like they have the LGBT plus one. So if you right. want to find people in your community or like, you know, a safe space place, but I, I, um, I do think that's a good as well. Yeah. But I do feel like stylistic tags went the way of the Dota when they got rid of community, like half the people I found, I think I found, I don't know if you had used it, but I feel like I found mm. you and captain through the chill community tag, which, oh, okay. I never w- used the chill one. You never used chill. Okay. Yeah. I guess because yeah, you, you weren't, you weren't very small chill. streamers community tag. Okay. But I know, I know for sure Captain K was one of the ones under the chill tag, and I used it as well because I just I, I liked knowing that the the person I was getting into was going to be kind of calm. It would be ten or eleven p.m. And I guess technically you can use ASMR for that, but it's not really the same thing. Like I don't want to be associated with being an ASMR stream because I'm yeah, not going to sit here very- being like, okay, we're going to go and fight the the dreadlord now. I mean, here's the tags I use as a retro streamer. English, because, like, English is automatic. Visual ASMR, retro, mixed reality, backseating allowed, and epic level characters. Only two of those actually matter. The other ones are there because it's, like, the tag system's so bullshit. Like, it's just throw up whatever. That's how I know no one uses them. Right. Because most people, I'm like, Do you, can you guys see the tags I have? They're like, no. I almost never see people's tags before I go in there. I can see the importance... I 100% see the importance of having tags for inclusivity to have it so people can find, you know, people in their community or stuff like that. Like, um, like I said, the LGBT one, the the reaction from the visually impaired community is why do we still not have a disabled tag or something that we can identify with, you know, so you can find more people in their community, you know, or like someone like, um, like my friends started streaming Jetpack Raptor. And they are legally blind. Well, their title, they have to put a title command, everything that explains they're legally blind, that they're disabled. So it might be hard to under, so it will, might be hard for them to get to the chat quickly, or they might miss things in games. So they always, rec- you know, they're like, feel free to tell me something I missed. I might miss it just from visual, you know, impairments. 
but at the same time, it's like, I shouldn't have to do this every time to keep re-explaining this every time someone comes by. Right. doesn't mind. It's just you kind of get used to doing that. Anyone that's in, like, some, you know, something that's non, I guess, I don't know if it's the right word, non-normative, like, you have to re-explain things all the time, especially when it comes to gender identity, sexual identity, whatever. But, like, if they just had it under there's a disabled tag, people would know that, that, like, have better understanding of what's going on instead of just, like, why do you have the legally blind thing on there they think it's a, a joke or something but instead they have to explain no this 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 every single time right like if someone had like pride in their um their title and then they had the lvgt tag you would know exactly what the why those went together yeah it definitely makes sense and it's also just a stand i mean standing out on twitch is difficult and while i'm not saying that it should be you know it's not something to leverage but i think there would also be some interest in just like hey this person is playing this game they have the the they have the the disability tag on there so you know mm-hmm. that they're how do, how do i phrase it delicately that you know they're, they you basically know have they have a natural it's it's so. yeah in a way it's kind of like a natural challenge run right like it's it's going to be mm-hmm. more more difficult for them so there is kind of an inherent curiosity to it because not everybody does that you know it stands out hmm. i mean in a way like we also have like the mental health tags and like um do we have a mindfulness one i, I don't know if we have a mindfulness one that, that would be a weird one hold on let me see if they do yeah, they do have a mental health tag. Like, they have tags for other things. It's just weird that this is still an omission, and they just took something away for kind of what seemed like a non-issue for a lot of people, and then never never added anything else new in. Right. It was it was very obviously reactionary, rather than out of a legitimate desire to improve things. Mm-hmm. It's a reactionary, hey, people are saying negative things about this. Well, let's let's concede to the fact that they're upset mm-hmm. about it instead of actually making changes because we feel like they're the right changes to make. Mm-hmm. Ken, I don't know if you had anything to say about this one at all. No, not, not really, personally. All right, that's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird um, topic to even get on. I'm sorry if Timber felt like he was on the spot to respond on things. but Oh, no, it's fine. But it's 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 really hard. Like, everyone's been giving their... It's, it's one of the things I fucking hate streamer Twitter. I try and stay out of it, but so many hot takes of people trying to make blind jokes right now. It's like, have you even talked to anyone in that community to see what they think about it? Cause it's kind of where the whole issue is coming from at the moment, but no, please tell me your hot take on how blind people can't see that this thing anyway. I'm like, Oh my God, are you really doing this? Yeah. That's, that's been like all streamer Twitter. It's like, you guys pick interesting Hills to die on. Very interesting hills well, to die on. Well, especially this year, I think there's a certain degree of of not having anywhere else to turn to, so they just go, well, I, I'm i going to be mad about this today. I'm going to be bad, mad about mm-hmm. Nintendo today. I'm going to be mad about... Nintendo's pissing people <laughs> off, though. Like, that's your nice segue out of this one. Nintendo is pissing people off, though. Honestly, like, the whole Melee thing, I think, didn't did that happen at last time? Yeah, so up. the the whole thing with Melee happened two weeks ago, and it's kind of spilling over to other Nintendo projects, and mm. Nintendo is kind of putting their foot down on saying, hey, we're not going to talk about this, so stop 
kind of peaking back up. Both both Nintendo and the fans in in both regards aren't taking these these things well. They're being well, one's being petty and the other one's just trying to is is trying to stomp that thing out. Hmm. Like I'm gonna say, at least from Nintendo's side, I understand why they're like with them being so anti-emulation and stuff and like taking down the melee stream whatever i already think the melee community is already bad enough i don't i don't really have any sympathy for them for anything i'm not like siding with the corporation here but like you're not going to catch me saying anything to side with the melee community after this year but then like the splatoon community was such a knee-jerk reaction but also that was two there's a splatoon tournament and they canceled what the online portion of it like the stream version of it yeah because was it two teams had the names uh what were they? Free Melee and... But they had, like, two names that were... Like, the team names were, like, responses to the Melee stream takedown. So Nintendo responded and took down their stream. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know why they keep arguing with Nintendo if they're not going to change. Like, it's not one of those, like... Like, just stop, stop, stop being loyal to corporations. Oh. Stop. They don't... Nintendo has already proved time and time again they don't care about you. They want your money and they want you to shut up. Like that that's that's it. That's the tweet. That's all they want. <laughs> I don't was, know what you're uh, expecting out of them. It was Free Melee and Save Smash, I believe that there was we go. the other team name. I I prefer um Save Smash and Free Melee. I don't, or was that what you just said? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants, who, who wants a free smash? I wanted just to make a joke about getting a free smash. <laughs> Either way, stop, stop like trying to get Nintendo on your side. You're not going to change their mind. They're like so in the past and stuff. The best way you can do for them is stop buying their shit. Like, it just stop buying yeah. their stuff. You can go and pick up that, um, you know, instead of buying Breath of the Wild, get get uh, Phoenix Rising, the, the, the Phoenix of the Ashes. What the hell was that title? Uh, Fe- Phoenix Rising, Immortals Phoenix Rising for the PS5, which is in, in all but name um, Breath of the Wild clone. Another way, too, is if you don't want to support Nintendo, but you want to play their games, buy their games that's a good way to pl- to like play something you like without supporting the company. It's buy the game used. Yeah, buy but the, but it, then you you're know, punishing the de- well. Yeah, actually, never mind. They are the developers. Well, when so it that's... comes to Nintendo, the developer yeah. everything are the same together. This isn't like to not even get there. Like when people are like, oh, don't buy CD. You know, you don't 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 boycott CD Projekt Red. Developers worked really hard. It's like, but they're boycotting the corporation side of it, like the like the corporate part. Like no matter what, you're not help. You buying the game is not going to help. The, the you know the you know the coder for this one I'm just gonna let you know that much yeah but like stop stop like bending over for co- corporations you're just gonna get fucked yeah that's another thing like there was because of the whole advent of the bugs popping up and in, in um cyberpunk there are mm-hmm. there what there was a small but vocal community attacking QA people that mm. were part of that project saying, hey, how come you guys didn't catch That's this? That's like, so short-sighted. Yeah, yeah, no, there's the, like, and then I had to retweet. I retweeted one of the QA people, and it's like, it's not their job to, it, it is their job to a point, but hey, you know, we're doing our best, and we already let them know, and it's up to the companies themselves yeah. to I don't think anyone understands to how QA works. 
QA isn't the coders. QA are the people that identify issues that come out. They send them over to the devs. And then, like, you know, there's the hierarchy. Is this important? Is this game-breaking? Or can this be fixed later? Like, you know, oh, the, the shirt renders pink instead of red. They're like, that's low priority. Or if you're like, this guy's, they're like how Assassin's Creed Unity, they're like, um, the facial structure except for the eyes and teeth are all gone. They're like, okay, that's a high priority. <laughs> we'll have to deal with that one on a day one patch, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, like, a lot of people playing a game before the day one patch comes out, which I already hate that whole the whole way that works. The day one patch will fix a lot of the things. So if you don't have the update for it yet because you got it early, yeah, you're going to have bugs because they've been working on it longer than the disc has been, you know. Like the disc was pressed like what, like two months ago? They've worked on it since then. They haven't been sitting on their hands since then. Yeah. I kind of wonder how many games these days, like, like if they were held to the same release standards as games released in the 90s where it's like okay you shipped you printed and then there it is that's it that's the game like how many games it's it's hard for me to allocate because i can't think of any instances off the top of my head but how many games in modern day have actually games as a service to themselves out of being trash besides um no man's no man's sky uh, Destiny did, and then went right back into being trash. Yep, they um, did with uh, Taken King, and then from two on was mm. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yep, like basically like scorched the earth, and then started over anew, and now it's like the biggest MMO out there. Right. Yep. Uh, it's like the like, gold it's, standard it's, right now of you rebooting your 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 world, so to speak. So like even Anthem is doing that, and might possibly be um what's this? the avengers game but that's because of just what everything was going on right now yeah there's i don't know if either of those two can really pick back up what they lost already final fantasy at least had the pedigree behind it i know avengers is a big name but the problem is everyone just sees it as a movie tie-in anyway yeah yeah and so, like, i think like... i like their whole thing is what i think their strategy is it's they're hoping that through their DLC characters. It's not going to be a, a 2.0, so to speak. It's going to be their DLC characters. That mm-hmm. is what's going to make them. Anthem, they're going to have to do a huge 2.0. And it doesn't really help that, what's his name, Casey Laugh. So. I find it really weird that, like, the game gamers, let's just use gamers, because I don't gamers. know. Gamers. Like, the, the, the video game community, they like, like, uh, in general, we like to pretend that we're better than movies. We like to, like, seem to have, like, this, you know, like, uh, closer connection with the people who make the games we like. But we want to learn nothing about how it's made and just make near knee-jerk reactions to everything that goes on. Like, the yep. thing, no one knows how QA works, but they're going to go blame, blame QA because they know quality assurance is the one that finds the bugs. That's all they know about it, but they never learn how any of that stuff works. But I don't, I don't know. Like, you can't. Like, with movies, you can, like, learn how all the stuff works. Like, you know, the director, cameraman, all that. You learn that, and people kind of figure out how that stuff goes into it. For the game community, they want they want to, like, act like they know, but they don't want to actually learn anything. And then they just want to pretend like they know and go on Twitter and bitch at people. Which I get, like, like I understand enjoying, like, screaming to the void bitching at people. But, like, I don't think anyone attacks, like, no one attacks the cameraman or the the editor on Twitter and sends them death threats like they do to video game developers. I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. Cause I don't know. I, I just keep repeating it. It's just, I don't understand why the video game community, they like want their, they want their cake and to eat it too. And just 
but never learn anything. They don't want to know how the cake was made, but they want to tell you what it was. Right. Yeah. I think that to, an, to a degree, um, it's stuff that came out like, I, th- I think with the, the advent of, of YouTube and that kind of movement of initial critics kind of hopping aboard just hyper criticism where it was mm. hyper criticism for laps uh like A- avgn did it f- kind of early on with his premise where the entire point was he's a nerd who was over inflating the the nitpicking uh, and aggressiveness of games because the whole premise is hey isn't it silly that you're getting mad at this game and then people ran with that idea spin-off um youtubers came around basically aping that premise but doing it to just kind of play it for laughs without really thinking about what saying what the implications of saying those things will do and it eventually internalized as a norm for a lot of people that oh well it's okay to just shit on the developers for for little mistakes that you find in the game little bugs little little hiccups here and there and it's okay to direct your ire to a specific person in that team or a specific section of the developers or uh and being like wow how dare you not not have this character show up in in scene five they do this kind of thing with movies too but the difference there is that like like what you were saying there's not really a finger point the way that they have in gaming where where with a lot of the film critics they'll they'll criticize the movie and kind of goofball decisions and sometimes they'll say oh well what was the director thinking about this and then the director kind of gets the ire but at least you can like you said you can point to the director and go well yeah the director did kind of call the shots here um with with programming and and video games it's it's a lot it's a lot more nuanced because yeah the director can call a shot about what he wants something to do and then they program it and they bug test it and it gets to the final product and generally it should be kind of what the director wanted but it's entirely possible that bugs happened or there were technical limitations that kept that vision from happening so they had to make compromises like you don't unless you're on a shoestring budget with a film generally you can kind of get to what the director envisioned before you even set out to like filming the scene like you know what you're going to be working with before you start shooting the scene Mm. when you're making a game like you're you're working from scratch and all you really have is the brains making the product so those developers are, are working hard on on coding the thing and they're 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 putting their brain cells in it but you don't see your materials before you start building so who knows Uh, who knows what's going to come out the other side it's a lot more amorph amorphous than in other mediums games are fucking weird it's weird that games it's weird that games existed and it's even weirder that games have become what they are like just the fandom is fucking weird that that's the whole thing mm. i love games just like, i'm gonna say like it's really weird like i never thought my life would like revolve around games this much especially my work being what it is now like just content creation i never thought i would be here 
and here I am, 10.30 at night, on a Tuesday, bitching about games and the people <laughs> who like them. <laughs> More about the people who like them than the games, really. The games are yeah, the much. games are ace most of the time. It's just then you hear what other people had to say about them, and you start to get mad. Yeah, and then I'm just like, I just want to talk about Yakuza again. Do we um, have any questions? We don't. Did you guys want to talk about VGAs or like? Yeah, it's kind we of, can move on to VGAs. Do you want to talk want. about them? Because like, by the time this goes up, the VGAs will have happened. <laughs> yeah, that that was my thought too, and I was like. Uh... We can just skip it, really, like, because, like, we're going to go through them and be like, well, we were wrong. <laughs> it's then, just like, going to be me, like, laughing at the end of this. <laughs> well, Persona so 5 funny. Royal took the VGA Awards. What are your thoughts on this? Atlas can continue <laughs> to eat my ass. It's just going to be a dumpster fire somewhere. Oh man, I I'm just so oh, livid that this happened. What if we did like a choose your own adventure thing, where it's like we just have a different version for each possible outcome? I will go fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so like, kind of tapping on VGAs. Do you think that there is going to be a big? announcement kind of thing because this is their this is their end of the year e3 yeah so i mean this is basically the the game awards are always just um advertisements for sony anyway so we're probably going to see some sony announcements do you think do you think part two for seven is going to make an appearance it has a possibility i'd be surprised if they did because we don't know anything else about it yet like, like, there's literally been nothing. So, I mean, it's always a possibility because they said there it's been, you know, already underway in development. Either now or early next year, we'll see some something for that. I think we'll probably see updates for some late PS4 games, if anything. Yeah, which which is very interesting because I'm looking at the the guest pre- presenters, and you got. You got Reggie, which mm-hmm. is which is okay. And then you got Stephen A. Smith, who is a ESPN sports host and mm-hmm. kind of outspoken. He'll be kind of happy because the Cowboys lost. But then you got Brie Larson, and you got Gal Gadot. Then you got Troy Baker and Norland North, and John David Washington, who is in Tenet. So I, it's like really weird that those actors are in it. Yeah, so there might be a game coming up, or they could have just tapped talent, because no, like I don't know. I mean, Troy Baker and Nolan North kind of makes sense, and Gal Gadot was probably is probably going to be used to hype up Wonder Woman because that'll mm-hmm. be at the end of the year. And I don't know for Brie Larson, I don't know why she's there. Is Captain Marvel being added to the Avengers? Mm, unless that's no, they haven't even announced because for the Avengers game, they have. Three DLC planned with no announced dates for the other two yet. So, like, the only one is Hawkeye, which is the girl Hawkeye, and then they have mm-hmm. the uh, they have Clint for the next one, and Black Panther. They they're supposed to announce another DLC, but it'll be very very 
very ill will to announce the DLC that's saying, hey, we're going to add Captain Marvel when you haven't even dropped your first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it's anyone's guess what it could be then. Yeah, um, there'll so. probably be something. It could just be they're picking big name people that yeah. were available. R- Reggie, Reggie is interesting well, because he's been in the industry for a while, but it's also interesting because he owns stock in in GameStop now, and I think they're mm-hmm. a partner for the, the awards. So I'll be yeah, surprised I'm... if uh, something for Nintendo kind of shows up. They could. I mean, they they have Reggie there, even though he doesn't work for him anymore. He's basically still like Nintendo's their, li- their liaison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still Nintendo. Like, n- like the. Um, I mean, I don't think they would send Doug Bowser. No one gives a shit about Doug Bowser. Mm. Yeah. They like him for memes, but I mean, Reggie, they like for memes, but better. Mm. All I know is the fans picked um, Ghost of Tsushima for Game of the Year, and I want to see the fallout of that compared to what the critics gave Game of the Year. Because Ghost of Tsushima didn't do anything new. It just did being a game very well. Yeah. For for me, if like if I'm going by this list of game of the year, in, in the list for VGAs, out of all of this, this pick, it is Ghost. Mm-hmm. It would be Ghost. And then like their, their game of the year is Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Seven Remake, Ghost, Hades. And then Last of Us, but Hades is kind of interesting because it's been on. I think Hades is going to take it just because it it did some unique things and um, all of the things that are present in it. What it was hope set out to do as far as its objectives, it does very very well. So it's. Ex- do you think critic wise it, it will do? very well i mean it has like a 98 on steam i know that that's user reviews but it's still very very critically acclaimed to the point where i would kind of be surprised if i didn't see it take it especially because they'll they'll also enjoy the publicity that comes from an indie game quote-unquote indie game uh took the the game of the year you know that's a lot more exciting than looks like last of us part two gets game of the year you know like i hope it doesn't because i want neil Druckmann to cry well it's not not that i personally like i said i would want ghost to win and i, I and it still could it's just i feel like it's a more niche title so i'm not sure how I, I don't know i also don't know how they judge these things like there's no way that they played all of these games so how are they going to like collate that information. They, they they shocked us all last year because um what was it Sekiro won game of the year last year when everyone thought it everyone and their mother thought it was going to be Death Stranding because you know Jeff Keighley and Kojima. And I still think Death Stranding yeah. probably should have won, but. But yeah. well, it made Sekiro like near damn impossible to find after that. <laughs> Oh, they did announce that Microsoft did today that uh, Halo is going to be <laughs> Halo is going to be is aiming for a fall 2021 release. Okay. So, my whole thing was why the fuck did you guys even show the game then <laughs> if it wasn't even ready? Uh they're playing the long con with the hype game. If they just keep trickling thing about thing after thing after thing about Halo, 
they're going to ensure that the, the hype will be overflowing by the time it comes out next year. They just can't afford to delay it now. Because <laughs> that's what happened yeah, with Cyberpunk. Uh, it's, it's really weird. And, yeah. So, you know how they added um, Kratos to Fortnite? Mm-hmm. Or did you know that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, I was talking to Malamphy and some other guys on my Twitch team, and they're just like, oh, I wonder... They're probably going to add Master Chief next, and it's going to be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but why? No one who... no None of these Zoomers who play Fortnite know who the fuck Master Chief is. Which I guess would be the point of adding him, but, like, no one knows who Master Chief is anymore. They'd be better off adding the guy from Gears of War. Because at least yeah. that's had a game release in the past five years. Yeah. Just add that Coltrane, people play. baby. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Halo had enough market penetration that it's hard for someone not to know who Master Chief is, even if they haven't really played the games. He was just such an icon in gaming culture. It's kind of like how everyone knows who Gordon Freeman is, but how many of them played Half-Life 2? Hopefully not too many, because that game boring. I, I, I thought the original say, Half-Life like, was better, work. but... Personally, I don't know what he looks like. I think he's a guy with a beard and glasses. He has a goatee and glasses. And a crowbar and an orange crowbar? suit. Yep. Yeah. See? You you, you know him and you talk. never played. He looks like most white guys. I was going to say, he looks like every guy that I played with in in, in PS2 games. Yeah, but that's the, that's the point, games. though. He's a, he's a physicist turned... Killer basically reminds me of Ethan from from Heavy Rain. <laughs> he's Gordon Every Freeman. Every, he's Gordon like Gordon Everyman. Literally, that probably was his name in development. Is there anything else, <laughs> or should we wrap on up? Um, I do want to make one quick shout out for something that I care about. Um, if if you, anyone out there is a fan of um, the games released by Supergiant Games, so stuff like Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, uh, Hades. Uh, and particularly if you're a fan of Darren Korb's musical compositions for those games, uh, on their on Supergiant's YouTube, they posted the full album work where they collaborated with Austin Wintory. That's the orchestral arranger for things like Abzu and um, and boy, howdy, I can never Tooth and Tail. That's the other one that I've played. Um, he has a lot of uh both of these are basically monoliths in terms of their musical composition skills for indie games and seeing them collaborate together to turn the soundtracks from Supergiant Games' games into orchestrated arrangements is really, really uh satisfying. There's some really good ones. I think my favorites came from Transistor, but it's definitely worth a listen, especially since it's free. Anyway. I think that would win best action game. It would not surprise me. <laughs> It's a good game. It's really good. Uh, I just don't... I, I keep doing that with these these um, podcast episodes lately where it's like, yeah, I played some really good games. I have like eight really good games that I am like an inch into. I'm an inch into Hades. I'm an inch into Age of Calamity and Sakuna. Like, these are all fantastic games. I can't wait to, to see further into them. Um, but I just never have time. You have to finish one of them. You have to finish one of them by the the next podcast. Well, right now I'm working. So my my background game that I've been working through is Outer Wilds. So I can finally say that I I beat that one uh, because I'm still working on it. But anyway, I think we're all like half awake at this point. 
So yeah, I'm sorry. It's I'm like really tired this week. It's just been a long couple of weeks. Like last week was not hmm. great personal life. Yeah, and then yeah. like this week I'm just tired. No, I definitely understand. Um, do we have anything else before we want to wrap up? No, I'm um, good, should we should we hype up our our next episode? The uh, the spoiler cast one or or oh no 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 no. Yes, go for it. <laughs> because you know what's next going on time on, on the potasaurus next time on the potasaurus will be our game of the years podcast so things games that we liked this past year and games that we didn't like this past year so. that's why you have to finish a game by next time timber yes please because i <laughs> at least play beat hades i you know that might be feasible i, I might be able to finish a run of hades maybe Next time yeah, on the Potasaur Potasaurus. You don't even know what that. What, you don't even know what's called. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what All it's right. called. Oh shit. Timber. Yes. Take us out of here. Keo, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Cody Hunter Monday through Friday at seven a.m. Central Standard Time, where I've been playing through full series. Lately, of different horror games, we start with Clock Tower. That's over. Now we're going through Silent Hill. By the time this goes up, we will be in the Western Silent Hills. So that's going to be a fun thing. After that, I don't know. We might be hitting Resident Evil next or something. But you can also check me out on YouTube where I do video essays and other such things like snack reviews now for some reason at Cody Hunter as well. Also, find me on all their social media <laughs> at Cody Hunter, which is easier to spell than it is to say. And Ken, where we can find you. You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast, Ongakidu. You can find it on Twitter and Instagram at Ongakidu. You can find the website where I talk about the all the news in the Japanese music industry at Ongakidu.com. And you can find me personally on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, D4DJ, and more Bang Dream. And where can we find you, our lovely host, Timber? If you want to hear more of my rambling, you can see me at twitch.tv slash timbertaft where I stream Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15pm Eastern Time. Right now we are on the edge of wrapping up our playthrough of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I'm just rounding out the last few masks and then we're going to go do the final bit. Um, so that'll probably happen after this this will go up after that's already over. But you can still see me play all kinds of games over there. Um, all, all kinds of fun stuff. I might even be doing Outer Wilds soon on stream, so you have that to look forward to. I, you can also find me on twitter.com slash timbertaft, where I post uh, stream schedules as well as random things that I just stumble across. I also have a youtube.com slash timbertaft, where I post videos. Uh, currently, the most recent was my uh, Picnic in the Witcher video. Uh, long hiatus has happened since then but a new video is currently in the works and i plan to have that up as soon as possible so keep your eyes peeled i think that's everything if there's one thing that you're um consistent with it's having hiatuses i i think i am the greatest at hiatus the greatest hiatus the greatest hiatus that's that 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 should be my my title (laughs) timber taft the greatest hiatus guys thank you so much for watching and we will see you next time listening (laughs) god damn it goodbye everyone goodbye